With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Eye on Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to the Ion Foxborough podcast, where we've got an absolutely loaded episode for you on this Friday. Mark Daniels and I are going to dive into the biggest storylines ahead of the Patriots and Dolphins on Monday night. One of which is how to stop Tyreek Hill. He drove the Chargers nuts last week. We'll dive into Mac Jones and Tua Tagovailoa comparisons. Our biggest concerns heading into the game. What in the heck is going on with Juju Smith-Schuster? predictions, and we'll have a whole lot more. Before we get into that, I've got a couple promo codes for you. If you go to Caesars and type in MASSGET, M-A-S-S-G-E-T, you can bet $50 and get $250 back in bonus bets. At BetMGM with promo code MASSLIVE, you'll get a deposit match up to $1,000. That's with promo code MASSLIVE, M-A-S-S-L-I-V-E. One bet that I really like this week, and you'll hear more about this on the podcast, is Patriots plus three, but I'd go further than that. Take the money line. They are plus 140 at Caesars right now. I think they're going to win this one straight up. So get your bets in, use your promo codes, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to episode five of the Ion Foxborough Patriots podcast. I'm Patriots beat writer Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels once again, and we're going to break down Sunday night's Patriots Dolphins game. Prime time. Mark, how are you feeling? Feeling okay. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be here. I'm ready for Sunday night to happen. You know, we we got through week one. Patriots lost a, a tough matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I have to say this, Chris, the time for moral victories is over. You know, they they played well against the defending NFC champions. Now it's time to go out and make a statement against the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots are they look like a team that's improved, but we have to actually see it, right? For this organization, we have to see some growth. And after Aaron Rodgers goes down last weekend with the Jets, there's a spot for a team in the AFC East to rise up, probably grab a playoff spot. If it's going to be the Patriots, they have to clean up in the division. And it starts this weekend. And the Patriots and Dolphins are both kind of in the same spot right here, right? Where seeing is going to be believing they're going to one of them has the chance to rise up. They both look 500 ish, but could elevate from there. So it's a huge matchup early on. And I think the biggest storyline is Tyreek Hill. How are the Patriots going to slow him down after the Los Angeles Chargers absolutely could not last week? Hill torched them for 215 yards, two touchdowns. I think he was targeted 15 times and was just a nightmare for them. Uh, old friend J.C. Jackson had a long, long afternoon. <laughs> but in the past, it's kind of been the same formula for Hill forever, where it's been Jonathan Jones covers him. He's covered him very well. But in the past, he's always kind of had a guardian angel. You know, he's had Dev McCourty over the top helping him out. With Dev gone, this could be the first game where I think they really miss him because they didn't against the Eagles last week. The safeties played really well, but Tyreek Hill is an entirely different player. So the first two times the Patriots took on Tyreek Hill, 
Tyreek finishes with 133 yards and then 142 yards. Since then, in the last four matchups, he hasn't hit that 100-yard mark. The reason is Jonathan Jones. Jonathan Jones, for those people who don't know, is extremely athletic. He was actually a standout track and field athlete, as was Tyreek Hill. But Jonathan Jones can fly. He ran a 40 in like 4-3-3. Now he doesn't have Tyreek's insane like 4-2-8 speed. But he's a talented, shorter, quicker corner, which makes for a decent matchup with Tyreek. Now, I was pulling some stats, Chris, the other day. Do you know? Opposing quarterbacks have completed just 44% of their passes when on when throwing the Tyree kill with John Jones in coverage. These quarterbacks, they have a 35.4 passer rating when Jonathan Jones is in man coverage on Tyree kill. That's actually really impressive. So Tyree kill has seven catches on 16 targets for 88 yards against Jonathan Jones. And Jonathan Jones had a pick last year against the Miami Dolphins. Now, this doesn't mean that Tyreek Hill doesn't have success. Last year in week one, he caught eight passes for 94 yards. You might be saying, Mark, what are you talking about? How did they slow down Tyreek Hill? Well, Jonathan Jones was actually great against Tyreek Hill last year in week one. When um, Tua was throwing at Jones and and Hill, I'm fumbling over my words here, in in week one, he was actually only a two of four for 28 yards. What the Dolphins really did a good job was, was getting Hill open in space in zone coverage. And they also got him matched up on Jack Jones, which turned out to be like, I want to say like a 26 yard gain. So the Patriots, a big key is to, is to lock Jonathan Jones up with Tyree kill every time he's on the field. Honestly, he might be one of the best men for the job in the NFL. But in doing that, then you're leaving who on Jalen Waddle, who is dealing with an oblique injury. So he, a little bit of a question mark there, but are you throwing Christian Gonzalez into the fire against him? Or are you going to have a smaller shiftier guy like Marcus Jones, Miles Bryant? There's no like it's it's kind of a pick your poison with this Dolphins wide receiving core. It's it's honestly a great question because theoretically, I think you want to put Marcus Jones on Jalen Waddle because he's shorter, he's extremely athletic, he's fast. However, I kind of expect it to be Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez is super fast. I mean, don't worry on, he's what six two. Um, you know, he's he's like a longer, taller cornerback. But in the 40-yard dash at the Combine last year, he ran a 4.38. So Christian Gonzalez, sure, he's bigger, but he's pretty fast. I honestly think he could keep up with Jalen Waddle. And you know what? Maybe the Patriots roll that dice because he is a better cover corner than Marcus Jones. Significantly. And it, it is crazy watching Gonzalez run where it looks like he's jogging all the time, but it's just because he runs so effortlessly where he's he's not, you know, he's booking it. And you'll you look at the stopwatch at the end or you see where he ends up when he's running among among other guys. But it's just so smooth with it where it's, you know, it's almost unnatural. That's actually something coaches have gotten on him before all throughout his career or a feature. You know, you guys find it on Mass Live on Christian Gonzalez back in April. In fact, his peewee coach, high school coach in college the cornerback coach all said the same thing. They thought Christian Gonzalez wasn't running hard. And then they turned on the film and realized, Oh wait, he's 10 yards ahead of everyone. (laughs) I guess there are worse problems to have. Yeah. Right. Uh, All right. So heading into this one, what is your biggest concern from a Patriots perspective? Yeah, I I think it's easy. It's, it's the offensive line. It's the same as last week. However, this week, guys, we have an issue. Everyone is hurt. Um, Trent Brown has a concussion, hasn't practiced city. So who started at left, Guard, right? No, right guard. Mm-hmm. He has a concussion. He has in practice. Cole Strange, Michael Wenu are still limited. They're not full practice participants. And now David Andrews, your starting center, 
has a hamstring injury. He is also limited. So by my calculations, that is five injured offensive linemen. That is not good. Um, the, the concussion stuff with Trent Brown and City So, you can't control that. You have to pass the NFL's concussion protocol. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't expect either to play on Sunday. I, I looked it up yesterday, which by the time you listen to this, it wouldn't be yesterday, it'd be two days ago. But last year, the Patriots had seven players start a week in the concussion protocol. None of those seven played that Sunday. It doesn't bode well for your starting left tackle, Trent Brown, who I think is your best offensive lineman, or the kid who started at right guard in City So, man. So once again, Mac Jones may be running for his life in the holes up the middle. It might be tough for guys like Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott. So I think the biggest thing here, the easiest formula for a very unproven mismatch offensive line is to run the football. Life is a lot easier as an offensive lineman when you're going forward and not backward. Fortunately, the Patriots have a defense ahead of them in Miami who got gashed week one with the run. And it's funny. I saw some some discourse where it's like, well, you know, they're playing they're playing the Chargers. You got Justin Herbert opposite you. And it's basically Vic Fangio playing a ton of nickel at times and being like, "Okay, just hand the ball off. Take the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands. It didn't work like that. The Chargers ran for over 200 yards in short yardage, obvious running situations. They were still picking up yardage. There's one goal line play where uh, Austin Eckler ran for a touchdown. I don't know that he was even touched because Miami was getting dominated at the line of scrimmage. So I think if you're the Patriots, you want a heavy, heavy dosage of the running game here. I, I agree. With you. I, I think with when you talk about keys of the game, I think one of the biggest keys for the Patriots offensively is to establish the run and force the Miami Dolphins to show they can actually stop it. Because as you said, last week they didn't. They allowed 228 rushing yards to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. And guys, now Austin Eckler is a great back. And he averaged 7.3 yards per carry. He ran for 117 yards. However, Austin Eckler's backup, Joshua Kelly, averaged 5.7 yards per carry. And he ran for 91 yards. This is a game we could see Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott actually really go off. Now, I don't think Ramondre looked great last weekend. However, he was also dealing with a really nasty stomach bug going into that game. I'd expect him to be healthy and ready to go. But obviously, but honestly, these two guys could play huge roles for the Patriots right now and and as you said a great way to protect your quarterback is to establish the run because once you do that you force teams to defend both right if the dolphins know you're going to throw the ball every time it's not going to be great for mac jones and if they're only you know think you're going to run what i'm basically saying is you can't be one-dimensional if you want to win you want to play efficient offensive football so yeah establish the run and hopefully it opens up things for mac jones yeah set up some play action it works very well that way in in re-watching that dolphins chargers game the Chargers should have won that game too. Like they kind of charged themselves at the end where like they had a, they were in the red zone had first down. They were winning the game with five minutes to go. Still found a way to lose. You know, they get the ball back one more time at the end, another chance for a game winning drive, intentional grounding on the first play sack. It's like, what are you guys doing? It's remedial football. So I don't, I didn't come away terribly, terribly impressed with the dolphins in week one, but moving forward, how much further ahead do you think Tua Tagovailoa is right now than Mac Jones? I have a hot take on this, guys. I, I, I'm i not entirely sure that Tua Tagovailoa is actually better than Mac Jones. I'm, I'm not convinced he is, and I think that would make Miami Dolphins fans very, very angry. Now, you could say, Mark, he just threw for over 400 yards. Mark, last year in the 13 games he played, he was great. Threw for 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. What on this earth are you talking about? And I would say, eh. You know what? I remember Tua before 
he got a really good head coach who's offensive minded. And before he got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, I remember two are struggling under Brian Flores' system in 2020 and 2021. In fact, in 2021, who was the better quarterback, everyone? It was honestly Mac Jones. Mac Jones under Josh McDaniels, for those who don't remember, threw for 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns. I want to say, what, 12 interceptions, 13 interceptions. That same year, in 2021, Tua threw for 2,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. I came away from both matchups in 2021 saying, hey, Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Tua. Now, what's changed? Mike McDaniel has an awesome, awesome offensive scheme. And the Dolphins also drafted Jalen Waddle and traded for Tyree Kill. I honestly believe if you put Mac Jones in the Miami Dolphins offense, I think the results are the same. In fact, I think if you could put Tua in the Patriots offense, I don't necessarily know if the results are better, if that makes sense. I think Tua and Mac are sort of similar quarterbacks when it comes to like, where are they in the NFL? Now, Tua clearly has a better arm. He's more mobile, more athletic. But I think Mac Jones is more accurate. I think he's a smarter quarterback. I think he does a better job reading defenses. So it's sort of like potato, potato. You have two guys who aren't complete quarterbacks. You have one who happens to have the, one of the best receivers in the NFL. And you have another, Mac Jones, who doesn't have a single number one receiver on his team. So my hot take is, you know what? Two is not better than Mac Jones. I think they're pretty close. So you're saying the real way to get back to Alabama Mac is to put Mac into the Dolphins offense where he'd be playing with like Jalen Waddell and Alabama style talents where he ran the table and won the national championship. Saying you put Tyree Kill in this Patriots offense, you're seeing Mac Jones throw for 400 yards. I, I think that would absolutely happen. Um, I, I think Tua has certainly made a lot of strides with Mike McDaniel. And listen, the Dolphins did it right by their young quarterback. They got an offensive minded head coach and they invested in the receiver position. It's a lot different than how we do it in New England here. The Patriots have a defensive heavy you know roster really their their best unit is their defense their best player matthew judon is on defense but i honestly think if you got better playmakers around mac jones he would put up better numbers i mean it's almost similar to like kirk cousins right kirk cousins always puts up decent numbers he's a top 10 quarterback but he's throwing to justin jefferson and prior to that it was stefan diggs i think if you get those guys around mac it would elevate him to a spot where Tua is but I understand if Dolphins fans would, would hate me or they would think I was crazy. I mean, it's it's sort of understandable because statistically, over the last year, Tua has been better statistically. All right. We'll we'll clip this, throw it on Twitter for the two and on to respond to and yep, see, bring it see how it goes. But on the topic of playmakers, one of Mac Jones' playmakers, the guy the Patriots are paying the most money, is in a weird place now with Juju Smith-Schuster. He wasn't on the field for the last drive for the two-minute drill in the season opening loss. There are reports that his knee isn't 100%. Mark, what do you think is going on with him? It's not great. Um, you have paid Juju Smith-Schuster to come here, be your number one receiver. They chose him over Jacoby Myers, who led your team in receiving the past three years. And now all of a sudden, Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't look like your number one, number two. And frankly, he's probably not your number three pass catching option. It seems to me we're dealing with a couple things with Juju. One, his knee probably isn't healthy. This kid is someone who had a knee injury at the end of last year. He missed all of OTAs and minicamp. And I honestly believe that said Juju back. He comes to New England with a new quarterback, a new off, a new playbook. And he even said to us multiple times, Chris, this playbook is hard to learn. It's like going back to school. I got to study a lot. Well, it doesn't help if you miss all the spring practices. Now, Juju was out there in training camp, but I haven't seen explosiveness from him if that makes sense you know last year in kansas city he was playing with patrick mahomes finishes over 900 yards and don't know this is a kid in 2018 he had 1400 yards receiving he was a pro bowl receiver 
I don't think he's 100% healthy, but I also think the truth is there are other players around him who are just better right now. One is Kendrick Bourne, and the other is Devontae Parker, who didn't even play. And then you have a guy like Hunter Henry, who's clearly one of Mac's favorite targets. So I, I think right now, did you find himself in a spot where he's probably the fourth best option? And I, I don't, it, it's it's hard to sort of like say something grandiose about someone who's only played one game. You're not right. going to say, oh, wow, the Patriots really wish they had Jacoby Myers back. But right now it doesn't look good. And I understand the narrative and I understand the question because you're paying him a lot of money. You can't get out of the contract next year. So he's back next year. And right now he doesn't look like your number one or your number two receiver. And it's one thing to be the four pass catcher there. It's another when you have Kayshawn Booty and Pop Douglas playing over you in got to have it situations at the end of the game. I agree that I don't think he's looked very explosive all summer, but one saving grace here is that he is only 26 years old. This isn't like you have, you know, I think a lot of fans think he's older because he came to the league young, had those years with the Steelers, but this isn't like you have a 32 year old wide out with a nagging knee injury that, you know, might never get better. I don't, I don't have the x-rays. I don't have the MRIs of Juju's knee. I don't know where he's at, but he is young and could recover conceivably it doesn't seem like this is like an edelman at the end of the uh the end of the road scenario yeah they, they, they would certainly hope not and you know the reason why Keishon booty was playing more than juju smith schuster comes down to the role he was playing Keishon booty was playing the x receiver position in the patriots offense that goes to Devonte parker it's a really big role it's their job basically you're the outside big deep threat right now it didn't work for mac went to Keishon what four or five times Keishon had zero catches including two where Frankly, he should have gotten his feet in bounds. The problem I have, though, right now with Juju is that I'm not entirely sure he's a better option in the slot than Demario Douglas, and I think that's no. where he's eating some of his playing time. Demario finished with four catches for 40 yards. Juju Smith-Schuster, my man, four catches for 33 yards. He got outplayed by the six-round rookie, and now I think calling Demario a six-round pick, it might be misleading because he's a lot more talented than that, but... Juju, the hope with him has to be one, he gets healthy as the season goes on, and two, he pops because the Patriots are paying him to be, you know, very good. And one pushback I'll give you a little bit on the X receiver part of it is that in talking to Juju in the locker room last week, he said one thing that makes this offense so unique is that we can all play all the wide receiving positions. Like, that's just how they do it here. You know, maybe that's overstated, but he did say that on the record last week. So he did say it on the record. Unfortunately, the coach is playing Keishon Booty more than him. Suggests he cannot play the X receiver <laughs> position. All right. Looking ahead to Sunday night. What are you thinking? What is your game prediction? I don't I don't love the Miami Dolphins as much as people nationally do. I'm not overly impressed with them now they can score in a hurry if you don't know how to cover Tyree Kill and the Chargers did not know how to cover Tyree Kill it was very clear they had a really poor game plan when it came to trying to slow down a very speedy wide receiver I think the Patriots can slow him down I think they can hold the Dolphins to low 20s and I actually think the Patriots offense can score mid to high 20s I have a prediction here, and it's Patriots 27, Dolphins 20. I think the Patriots could win this game by a touchdown. Now, it's not something they've actually done a lot. Tua is 4-0 against Bill Belichick. Over the last 10 games, the Dolphins are 6-4 are against the Patriots. In fact, when the Patriots won last year, when they beat you know Skylar Thompson, it actually snapped a four-game losing streak against the Dolphins. So the odds aren't on the favor. I know Vegas has the Dolphins as a three-point favorite. I like the Patriots, though. They're at home. They're coming off this quote-unquote moral victory. And I honestly think players are confident heading into this matchup. Of course, things can go wrong when you have a banged-up offensive line. But I still like the Patriots here. 
I'm also going with the Patriots. I like them 31 to 27 here. I think it's as close to a shootout with the Patriots as you're going to get. And I think they're going to score a defensive touchdown. I think Tua is going to have one of those head scratching moments where he, you know, hits Kyle Duggar in the numbers. He doesn't have his first read, just throws a pick. And I think you're going to see a defensive score from the Patriots. They were so good on that side of the ball with putting points on the board last year. I think you're going to see that again. So I've got Patriots by four at home. And, I'd say, and although Tua is 4-0 against the Patriots, he actually hasn't been that great. If you, if, you, if you look at it, he's never thrown for 300 yards against the Bill Belichick defense. In fact, Tua has never thrown for more than one passing touchdown against the Bill Belichick defense. And I think the other factor in here is Mac Jones, Chris. He was really, really hard on himself this week. I spent some time talking to defensive players, and they actually told me they've earned more respect for Mac Jones, the way he's handled himself this year and including after last week's game. I actually think we'll see Mac Jones step it up. I, I think we could possibly see a Mac Jones coming out party where the Patriots offense actually plays efficient, mistake-free football because, frankly, that's what you have to do to win in the division. Yeah, he almost went full Chris Sale on himself last week. Like That was <laughs> like the most I had heard from like someone in blaming themselves since I covered Chris Sale and the Red Sox where, you know, everything's my fault. He said, Max said it was his fault three different times and that he let his teammates down. She's like, okay, man, you played, you played pretty well in the grand scheme of things. Probably like a B B minus type territory. Like you, you weren't horrible. It's like the Chris Sale. I'm embarrassing my family right now. It's like, buddy, you, you gave up like two runs over six innings. It's, it's not that big a deal. Like <laughs> there, there are a lot of other fish to fry, but um, I mean, the teammates are definitely receptive to that. And should be a really good one coming up. So thank you guys for listening. That's episode five in the books. And we'll catch you later on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough. Brought to you by Mass Live.